Hey guys, it's Faith. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited that you're here. The episode for today was originally a Facebook Live in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, you should definitely come join. I love answering people's questions in there. I try to do Facebook Lives in there. And I thought we would give our podcast listeners a little taste of the Facebook Lives that I do. So I hope you enjoy this. Come join the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, make sure you guys are on my email list. I have a lot of really good things coming up in March. You definitely want to be on the email list. Okay, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will talk to you soon. Okay, let's rock and roll. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and get into these questions. A couple things. One, I'm making a framework for the mastermind that's going to be available in Q2. And we're all going to be doing it together. And you should come. So you should plan on joining. We're probably going to open it end of March, I would say, beginning of April. Sometime around Q2 it will open. So if you want to join, I suggest you go make the money to do that right now. Like go sell something so you can join and then I can help you make more money. We're going to be doing, I have this whole framework where you make a plan. We line up your thoughts, feelings, and actions with the plan. And then we make strategic decisions and evaluate the results. And then I have like a whole bunch of stuff about how to do that, about how to manage your mindset around your plan. All of the things that I coach on all of the time in the mastermind are going into this new framework. So the coaching I've been giving about managing time and managing your drama about money and managing self-doubt and self-sabotage and imposter syndrome, the things that I teach on every week, there's certain, if you guys have been in the mastermind, there's like themes of the calls that come up over and over again. I've been coaching in there now for, God, probably like two years now, which is crazy, isn't it? And so after coaching in there every year, every week for two years, I feel like I have a good sense of what people need and what keeps people stuck. And that's all going to be in this kind of framework course I'm making that's going to live in the mastermind. And we're just going to do the framework together every quarter. So we make the plan. We make a belief plan. We line up our thoughts, feelings, and actions, right? We do all of that. We do it for 90 days straight together, staying focused. And then we go to the next quarter and we do it again. I really suggest you guys join for a year and then we can do that process four times. It will change your life. And you can you can use the process I'm going to teach you to create any result you want in your life. You can use it to build your business, certainly, but you can also use it for health and fitness, to have better relationships. Like I always talk about, I used it to like heal my relationship with my mom. Yeah, go make the money. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 2-22-22, I forgot you guys. I'm so excited about that. Okay, so join the mastermind. I have, I'm running two groups of empire and they're both almost full. I think there's two spots. You should come join. It's going to be fire. Like the group we have is incredible. I'm so excited for everyone that joined. Everyone's like the perfect fit for it. It's going to be a really, really magical quarter that starts in Q2, but you need to put your deposit down and sign up now. And I think I have two spots and that's to get coaching from me every week. We will be in a container of six people together, coaching, doing all the things, and I can help you with your business and you get way more access to me than you get in the mastermind. Way, 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 way more. Okay. So go apply. I know there's people like on the fence. I'm telling you, I think it's going to sell out this week. I just feel, I feel it. So if you are supposed to have one of those spots, you need to go apply right now. 
If you have questions, DM me on Instagram. But you should just do it if you want to do it, right? <laughs> it's worth way more than what I'm charging you guys, for sure. Okay, here we go. Karen says, I think I can make it. Yes, Karen's on here. <laughs> yeah, it's a good sign you're live and we're all here. Yay. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are cracking me up. That's so funny. Yeah, today's the energy is amazing. It's so funny you guys are saying that because I just went on a walk. So I go on miracle walks. You guys know that, right? I walk around outside and I just think about how much I love my life and how much I love you guys and how much I love money and how much I love my dog and how much I love my house. And I just think about like what a miracle life is, right? And I was in some like really good vibes today. So I think you guys are right. So Karen says, I'm struggling with balance. I need to work less, do more thing, wicked bad work less, do more, struggling with balance. So those are two separate things. I'll tell you guys, I don't really believe in balance personally. I think there's seasons of life. I think this idea of like, we're supposed to balance like work, family, life, health, all of the things all of the time is a little toxic. But like granted, like this is what works for me and I'm a very heavy cycle person. So my whole life being a cycle person, right? I've learned like, you're supposed to balance all of the things all of the time. And I use that a lot to make myself very, very wrong for how I do things. How I do things is I like to fucking go really, really hard. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like intense and I like to be, I like that about myself, right? So right now I'm working on the framework. I'm probably going to be very intense about that this week. I'm probably going to lock myself in the office, work all the time, do all the things and like, that's not sustainable for me to work like that every week, right? But I think sometimes it's really good to just go all in for a couple weeks and focus on your health, right? And get like a kickstart or focus on your business. And I think it's okay to do things that are unsustainable, which I think is the unpopular part, right? And I think people think that burnout comes from the amount of work you do. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think burnout comes from not managing your mind. Right. And so I'm very clean about when I'm working, I'm working and I'm all in on working and we're focused on working and we're doing the work. And when I'm not working, I don't think about you guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't think about the mastermind. I don't think about business. I'm like off like watching. I've been watching Love is Blind. I'm like watching Love is Blind, laying on the couch, loving it, feeling absolutely no guilt or shame about any of it. Right. So when I'm working, I love working and I line my thoughts up with loving the work I'm doing. And then when I'm not working, I love not working. Right. And I love all of it. And that makes it so I don't I've never really had an issue with burnout. But I think people think that burnout comes from working too many hours. I think it comes from poorly managed managing your brain. And if you struggle with that, you should come. There's my plug. You ready? Come to the framework and the mastermind. I can help you with that. Um, the, the work less do more things. If you are in the mastermind, listen to the podcast from Thursday because I did a really good rant about that. But I'll give you the condensed version, Karen. This is what I'm seeing people happen to people a lot. People kind of think sometimes things just take a long time, right? This is what the rant was about I did on Thursday because someone was just like, well, things just like take a long time. And, and the vibe of it is like, it's outside of my control. Sometimes things just take a long time and that's, that's how it is, right? That's like the truth. And you guys forget, like you decide how long things take. Like you have influence over how long projects take. That does not just happen to you. You decide, you have an impact, you have, you, you get what I'm saying? It's like, you have control over that. Like we think that time 
has control over us. Like it just happens to us. Like sometimes things just take a long time. It's like, no, you decide how long things take. And so what I was telling the mastermind is I was like, you know, I would rather you guys set a timer for 20 minutes, write an email and send it, even if it's not done, even if it's halfway done and it's trash and it's like not good. And it's like basically still a draft or it doesn't have a sign off. I would rather you set a timer, decide you're going to write an email in 20 minutes and send it after 20 minutes and send the bad email because that's going to give you motivation for next time you will write it faster and you will become someone that can write an email in 20 minutes if you keep giving yourself more time to do things you never become someone that can be faster <laughs> like you get faster at doing things by giving yourself less time to do things a lot of people just give themselves more time more time more time more time and it's like things just take the time that it takes and all of a sudden i'm a victim to time and my time just happens to me because i'm not deciding how long things take Right, the mastermind did a five minute reel challenge. A whole bunch of the mastermind did 10 reels last week and I gave them five minutes to do them. Five minutes, right? And people posted 10 reels that they did in five minutes. And like, yeah, I'm sure some of them spent a couple minutes longer, but not much. And, you know, I'll just offer to you, people come to me all the time that they just don't have time to build their business. That's just a thought. I find it very fucking hard to believe that you can't pick up your phone and post something for five minutes. <laughs> But the thing is, is like, this is the thing, right? So people, when you're thinking, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time, you create the result of not having time. When you're thinking there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough, you create the, the reality of there not being enough. When you're in the energy of, I'm going to find some time to build my business, that's when you'll find the five minute pocket to like post your reel on Instagram every day. You could make progress on your business just posting a reel on Instagram every day for the next six months, even if you're in a busy season and your business could still grow. There's lots of things like that you can do, but when you're thinking, I don't have time, I'm too busy, this is overwhelming, I'm stressed, you won't ever see them. The pockets of time that in the things that you can do, the solutions, are invisible because you're not focusing on solutions. You're not focusing on the time you do have. You're focusing on the time you don't have, <laughs> right? You got to focus on the time you do have and you got to give yourself less time to do things. And that's how you can get, like, start making, like, you know, you could get twice as much done. If you guys gave yourself half as much time to do your tasks, you could get just as much done the rest of this quarter as you did in the first half and work half as much. That I think is useful, right? I think it's more useful for you to learn to become someone that can write an email in 20 minutes than to worry about perfection sending your email. Like, I think that the first one will make you more money, like, because you'll be more efficient and you'll learn how to set deadlines for yourself and hold yourself accountable and hit them. That is a better skill than sending a really good email. It will make you more money, right? Because that's a skill that you can take with you in your business and your life forever. <laughs> Sending a good email is like you just send and if you, even if you send a bad email, it's like that's just one email. That's not going to impact your um, your business that much. Right. So you decide how things take. Does that make sense to you guys? So time is not just something that just happens to you. Projects don't just take a long time. Like people will do this with their launch. They'll just be like, well, my course is like taking a long time to build. And I'm like, you're letting it take months. Like it should not. If you guys want to make a pro like a, a product to sell, you should do that this weekend. You should do it in like four hours. You should not give yourself a month to make something to sell. Like that is not efficient. 
and it's not useful to you. It's like allowing things to just take however long they take and just giving yourself more time, giving yourself more time, giving yourself more time. Um, it allows you to work at slow, like to be frank. And like you can learn to work a lot faster when you work with focus and work with urgency. When you're trying to work faster, you can work faster. But if you keep giving yourself more time, giving yourself more time, giving yourself more time, you never give yourself a reason to be faster, right? You just allow yourself to be slow. <laughs> I'm making choices about time. Time isn't making choices about me. Yes, that's the thing. Time you guys think time is a circumstance like people and I've been seeing this in the mastermind a lot it's gonna go into my course right about I have a whole thing about time I'm gonna teach but time doesn't just happen to you you decide right if you decide to keep giving yourself more time and you decide to let a project take a long time that's your choice right and that's where your power is anytime we're like giving our power away and just kind of acting like things happen to us we're giving all our power away and it's like well what can you influence in the situation right what can you influence and you can actually influence a lot about time like there's actually a lot of a lot of leverage points but when we just think time just happens to us and that's just things just take the time they take and we don't have any impact over it and we're busy and we don't have a lot of time blah 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 when we think all those things we can't see solutions we can't see pockets of time um i was just thinking about this on my walk I was thinking about the framework I'm teaching in the mastermind and I was thinking about part of what I'm going to teach is going to be about like when you're in alignment, when you're in alignment, you make a plan and you line your thoughts, feelings and actions up with that plan when you're all lined up with what you're trying to create, right? You can see your own genius, but when you're not doing that, you can't see your own genius. And so I was thinking about all the people I coach all the time that are like, um, I don't have time. Business is so hard. This is so difficult. Everything's the worst. And all I see when people are, are in that state is that they're blocking their own genius. And I was thinking like more and more, I think my job is to show people their own genius, right? And to help people. I think my job as a coach is to coach you up to get your mindset clear, right? I'm always like clarity, like clarity creates momentum, right? My job as a coach is to get you clear, so that you can see your own genius, right? So you can see the things that you're supposed to teach in the world and the things that you need to say and the things that you need to be doing. And when we're in that state of like, we don't have enough, there's not enough money, there's not enough time, that blocks your own genius. Like you won't find a solution to time when you're just thinking about how there's not enough time. You can't access your genius that there is genius in all of you, right? So you can't access your own genius about time. If you're thinking how there's not enough time, you'll never find a genius solution. You'll never innovate, right? This is really what I need is like, I need people to be innovating new solutions and new ideas. We're leaders, right? That's not something I take lightly or something that I, I take it very seriously. Like, I believe that about you guys. I think this is a community of revolutionary leaders and I have to get you to a place where you can innovate and see new ideas and see new ways of doing things, right? And when you are thinking about how there's not enough time, you block your own genius about time and you can't innovate. Does that make sense? Yeah, I blame the office culture. Too many years in the clock, clock out when it's all all about time so different in your own biz yeah you're not paid for working more so like when you're an employee you sell time for money when you're an entrepreneur you get paid for value 
So how can you become someone that can provide a high level of value without working more hours? Value does not equal hours. You can sit in your office all week long and provide very little value to your community and very little value to the world and work a ton of hours. Entrepreneurs get paid for providing value, for creating solutions, for innovating new ways to solve problems. That's how you make money. And if you can do that in less time, like you don't need to work more hours. More hours does not equal more value when you're an entrepreneur when you're an employee it does right when you're an employee literally more hours is more value and they pay you usually they pay you a lot of places pay you hourly right but entrepreneurship is not that it's different yeah yeah i like that when you guys are coaching yourself lindsay says it's not useful to blame office culture just an interesting thought yeah we're programmed to think like employees we're never taught to think like entrepreneurs that's what i'm doing in the mastermind is really about how to think like a like a boss, right? It's the Becoming Boss Mastermind. It's about how to think like an entrepreneur and stop thinking like an employee so you can create more value and more impact at in, at a higher level while working less, less time. That's the whole game. My entire, entire course is built out, but I haven't made the videos because of the time it takes to create them. And I'm struggling with the fact that do my busy moms even have time to do a home management course? And that's why it hasn't sold. Time has really been an issue with me lately. I mean, Lisa, you got to decide, like, do you want to sell the course or not? So this is what I'll say, Lisa, you got to decide, like, so right now there's like some, you're in like the energy of indecision because you're like, well, I kind of made this course, but I'm kind of not going to sell it. Maybe I'll sell it. Maybe I won't. Like, I don't know. Maybe they have time. Maybe they won't buy it, whatever. You have to sell yourself on your product first. So I can tell you right now, shooting these videos and making this course will make you no money. Do you guys know why? Can you read that comment? Do you guys know why? Even if you shoot the videos and they're brilliant and she's like, has all the genius in the world about it, it will still make you no money because you're not sold on the product. You have to sell yourself before you can sell anyone else. And if you cannot sell yourself on it, you will not be able to sell anyone else. And I can tell by this comment, you're not sold on it. So your work before you do the videos is like, why is this important? Why does it matter? Why should they buy it? Why should they care? Why should they invest money? Like you need to do that work selling yourself, right? Because other, if you don't sell yourself on your product and you guys just make things and try to sell them and you are not sold on it, it won't work. People buy the mastermind because I think it's fucking brilliant and I think it's amazing and I think it's great. And I think, but if I was like, didn't think that about the mastermind, people wouldn't buy it. If I was like, I don't know if they even have time for this. They're really busy entrepreneurs. They're really busy entrepreneurs. They even have time to come to calls. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think would happen in my launch if I thought that? The reason that people buy it is because I think it's great. If you, you have to believe more than anybody else, you guys cannot expect other people to believe in your stuff more than you believe. And right now it sounds like from this comment, like your belief in that product is very low. So you need to coach yourself up and get your belief up or you need to sell something else, but don't make yourself make these videos. This is where people get screwed up is because they're like, I need to make a product, I need to sell something, and they make something, and they never sell themselves on it, and then it doesn't sell, right? And then they use that as evidence for like, oh, I knew it wasn't that good. When you created that result with your brain the whole time, right? The energy in which you do things matters, you guys. The energy in which you do things matters, and it really matters in sales. People's bullshit detectors are very high right now on the internet. Like if you're trying to sell something you don't believe, people can feel that from you energetically. When you're pitching and you're like, this 
is this you guys need to have this like this is gonna make your life better in these ways and it's worth this much but i'm selling it to you for this much and it's incredible and you need to have it right and when you love it and you believe in it other people will love it and believe in it too does that make sense so remember this you guys sell yourself on your product if you have an offer and your belief is not high around your offer you need to do that work before you this is where people get messed up because they're like they're like it's not working i need an instagram strategy it's not working i need a launch strategy it's not working i need this i need better email i need better whatever none of it will work right i said i said this to kelly in a comment yesterday and it's like when you're in high belief all of it works you can make money on Instagram, you can make money without any social media, you can make money on email, you can do webinars, you can do anything you want. When you're in high belief, all of it works. When you're in low belief, none of it works. So if you don't believe in your product, you won't be able to sell it. So then once you're in high belief, Lisa, you'll figure out a way to get your product out. The reason you're not, you're not accessing your own genius to solve this problem because you don't believe in the product, right? Do you guys see this? So you can't see your own genius solution. There is a genius solution that you have inside you to get this course done in an easy, probably in an even, maybe maybe not easy, but probably, it's probably a lot easier than you're thinking it is, right? But because your belief is low, your genius is blocked. You can't access the solution to this because your belief is low. Does this make sense to you guys? Let me know what you think. Yeah. And, and yeah, so Megan's like, moms absolutely have time for a home management course. I think the course would save them time. Absolutely. Like, what do you think is going to happen if they don't have a system? Like, they're just going to feel like shit because they can't get everything done, beat themselves up, um, be in a cycle of overwhelm and not being able to get on top of it. I mean, I think we've all been there, right? But, but those are all just thoughts, right? It's like, you got to line your thoughts up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Kelly. She doesn't believe in it, which I totally get because they're, I've been there many times. Right, but but you guys don't like, belief doesn't happen to you. So it's not like you just believe or don't believe. Like, this is the work, right? This is what we're doing in the mastermind. This is what I'm making the whole framework about. It's about belief doesn't just happen to you. You create belief. You create belief. How we, how you guys think about this? How can you believe more in your product? What would you need to do? Let's think about this. It all comes from your thoughts. So you need to make a list about why they do have time and how it will actually save them time. And you need to spend time thinking about those things. I love the mastermind because I spend every day, I spend time every day thinking about how much I love that offer on purpose. Because I know when I pitch it, I have to be able to be in a really high belief about it. Right. And so I spend every time thinking about how much I love the community and how special it is and how much I love it and how thankful I am and how the right people always find it. I spend time thinking those thoughts every day to raise my belief so that I'm going to be able to scale it. I can't scale it otherwise. Right. So belief isn't just like it happens. It doesn't happen. you got to do that work. That's where the work is. Does this make sense to you guys? I've been waiting for testimonials to help me believe it's valuable to others. No, the belief comes first. <laughs> you guys, people do this right. They're like, I'll believe it's good when people buy it. I'll believe it's good. But it's like, no one's going to buy it if you don't believe it's good because the belief has to come first. 
you guys see this? This is what our brains do, right? We're like, our brain, because our brain's like evidence and we're not good at creating belief. We're never taught how to do it. We're never taught how to manage our thoughts and our brains, right? So we're like, well, when I make, you know, when I make six figures, then I'll think like my business is a good idea. Then I'll think my product is a good idea. Then I'll think it's all going to work, but it doesn't work unless you believe in it. <laughs> so the belief comes first, right? You have to think it's great. You have to think it's going to help people. You have to think it's the best before and before you have any evidence of that. That's being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is being able to believe in things before you have any evidence. You have to be able to create belief with your brain without evidence. That's why most people can't be entrepreneurs. They can't do that. That's the hard part. It takes managing your brain and deciding what you're going to think and being aware about what you're thinking about yourself. What are you thinking about yourself? What are you thinking about your people? What are you thinking about your products? All of that, like you need to raise your belief around all of that. Raise your belief in yourself. How can you believe more in you and your ability today? You just think thoughts about how fucking smart you are. Look, I have this on my, I think I showed this to you guys. I have this post-it, it says, I have genius ideas. <laughs> like I'm just trying to raise my belief in myself by thinking I have genius ideas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't really have that much evidence of that. I mean, I do and I don't, right? But I'm just deciding to think that. You decide it's good. It's good when you decide it's good. You think it's good when you decide to think it's good. You can't outsource your belief to testimonials. You cannot expect your audience to believe in your results and your capability before you. Do you guys see how backwards that is? Like, you're putting the, the work of believing in you into your audience. You're like, I'll believe it's good. Like when people give me testimonials, I'll believe it's good. When people tell me it's good, they'll tell you it's good when you believe it's good. That's how it works. If I was just like, can you imagine you guys, if I was trying to sell the mastermind, a lot of you guys have seen me launch that. I love selling that offer. I love it. But can you imagine if I launched it and I was like, I don't know if they have time for it and it's really expensive and I just, I'm not even that good of a coach. There's other better business coaches. They should, I don't even know why anyone would join this. I don't know. Can you imagine what's going to happen? Like the, the energy in which you do things matters. Like I would not have the business I have. I just decide to think it's good and I decide to believe I can help people. And because I believe that I do and I can and I will right? Yeah, I honestly truly believe my program is incredible. I think the content is fire. The price is right. The community is unbeatable, but it's not selling as easily as I would expect. Any advice? I'm on my last week of a month-long launch, and I'm so ready to get my people into a program to change their lives. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, and I, this is the thing, is like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not like a manifestation woo person where I think like, oh, you get in alignment and everything like flows. I'm like, no, because we have human brains, like things are going to still feel hard and difficult. But I would also like really challenge you, Megan, about it's not selling as easily as I would expect. I don't know. That's a thought. That's not a fact. Your brain thinks that's a fact. It's not. It's a thought. And I would challenge that thought. Like, is that true? And what could you think instead? It feels like it's not easily, this is what's fucked up about our brains. <laughs> like, this is, this is what happens, right? So you think in your brain, this isn't selling as easily as I would like. More people should be buying it. I should have sold more spots. Those are your thoughts. That's not a fact. That's not fucking written in the sky anywhere. You could decide to think you had a successful launch. I know you made money on this launch, right? And then we think about that and we're like, it's not selling as easily as I would 
want, right? I will, I want it to be selling easier, but it feels like it's not easy because you're telling yourself, you're thinking about how it's hard and no one's joining and more people should be joining and you should be making more money. Those are your thoughts about it, right? And so I'm just, I just want you to see, like you could be creating a completely different experience about your launch if you wanted. And you could decide to think that you're a huge fucking success. And you know, the reality is, I think the first year of selling a signature program like that is a little brutal. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I think it's a little hard. Like, you know, once people kind of know you, know you and know your program and there's like name recognition and people watch, so many people tell me they watch the mastermind launch for like a year before they join. A year, like more even sometimes, right? So you have people watching. So next year when you go to, to sell, those people are going to be ready to buy because they've been they've been wanting to join for so long now, right? And they've been maybe getting the money together and and it can be really scary for people to make a big investment like that, to make any investment in themselves can be really scary for people. They might not be ready yet, but they'll be ready later, right? And there will be a time where you open doors and people just join, but I don't think that you've done that work yet. I don't think that you've sowed enough seeds and there's enough people that have watched you enough times get results over and over again and talk about the program over and over again to where they feel safe and confident buying. And that would be my tip for you as far as making sales. There's a couple things I think about in a launch that help me. One is like, I just haven't said it in the way they need to hear it. I just, I just need to say it in a way they need to hear it. Right. And, and then they will buy. Um, and then the other one, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, it was really good too. It will come to me in a minute. Um, it's not selling as easily as I would expect. Oh, make them feel safe to buy. So if I'm watching you, there's probably people watching you at this point of the launch that are like, I want to do it, but I just like, they're too scared. And how can you make them feel safe to invest? So for me, like we do the no, no questions, money, money back guarantee. I'm like, you're completely safe with me. Like you're completely safe to try this program because I'm going to give you your money back. You don't have to do a money back guarantee, but, but the energy needs to be like, I've got you. I, I have you. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know I can help you. I've got you. Like you are safe to invest this money with me. I'm going to do everything I told you and so much more. You're going to get so much more, right? And then I would also tell them, there's probably also people that are waiting till next time. Like I would give them a reason to join this time. So whether that's a bonus or a payment plan, or that's the other thing you can offer a payment plan if you haven't done that. Sometimes towards the end of the launch, I'll do an extended payment plan and that will move the people that have been watching. It will move them over the line, right? Because they're like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? And then we're like, we have a six month payment plan. It's, it's however much to join today. And they're like, oh yeah. Like, right. So you could do an extended payment plan. You could do a bonus. I don't know if you're going to bump the price next time, but you need to give them a reason like not to be waiting till next time. You need to think of all of the reasons why people wouldn't buy right, that are right for the program. Not people, just random people, but the people that need it. Why are they choosing not to buy? Why have they not bought yet? Probably the money, they feel unsafe with the money. Uh, they're thinking, I'm gonna join next time. Now is not a good time. That's a big one you can coach people through, right? That people think we have this thought error where we're gonna be less busy in the future and it will be better to do it in the future. 
And you can coach them up on that and be like, no, 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 that's a thought error. Like, you're never going to be less busy. Life is still going to be just as shitty and hard in the future as it is right now. Right now is always the time to make the investment for the right people. Yeah, I need to do that thought work daily, build belief. Right, that's the work, Pamela. That's the work. Yep. Belief comes before result. Yep. (laughs) I do think my courses are pretty brilliant. I'm getting there. Yeah, you got to think your work is good. Yeah, try a challenge for yourself. Yeah, I like that, Kelly. So true, that's a thought. Maybe a better thought would be, it was so easy to get two people. Do you guys see, like, so that comment, and Megan, Megan's fucking smart, right? And she does this work. But we're so bad at seeing our own brains because we're in our brains. We, like, live in our bodies with our brains, and it's so hard to see our own thoughts and experiences, right? And even someone like Megan, who's incredibly self-aware and does this work all the time, it's really easy to feel like this program just isn't selling as easy as I want. This is hard to sell, right? But at the same time, she's like, the other thought she came up with was it was so easy to get two people. Like, do you see how that's like two completely different experiences? Like if she's thinking it was so easy to get two people versus this program is hard to sell, like those are going to create different outcomes. The energy in which you do things matters. And it's so tricky. Our brains are so tricky because this program is, is hard to sell. This isn't selling as easy as it should that thought feels like just the truth. It doesn't, it didn't feel like a thought to her. It felt like the truth, which is what our brains do, right? That's just what human brains do. Christy, are you on here? Share your best mindset tips for opening the credit card bill. Oh, I got you. I can always pay it in full, but somehow seeing the total makes my heart sink. (laughs) I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say you were in a bunch of debt. (laughs) She's not even in debt. She's paying her bill every month. I don't like that energy. Yeah, so you guys want to understand, so here's what happens. We open the credit card bill, right, and it says you need to pay X number of dollars. That bill doesn't jump into your body and create feelings, right? Credit card bills don't create feelings. This is where people get confused. They're like, I feel bad because of my credit card bill. You don't feel bad because of your credit card bill. You feel bad because of what, right? There's your credit card bill. There's the way you feel about it, but in between that, you have a thought. So we open the credit card bill, right? We think, oh my God, I mean, you're thinking something about like, oh my gosh, I have to pay all this money or I spent too much money or there's too much money on our credit card or putting money on a credit card is bad. You're having some, I would have to ask you, like if we were coaching, I would ask you like what that thought is, but you just want to like, you want to go backwards. So I would ask you if I were coaching you, what was the exact feeling in your body? I know you said my heart sank, but what would be like a one word emotion for that? right? Kind of like despair, maybe. So it would be like, you would go backwards. So you're like, I feel despair. What was the thought I had when I opened the credit card bill that created that feeling? Yeah. So you're thinking something probably like, um, I'm not supposed to put money on a credit card, whatever. And then Christy, the reason this is so fucked up, and I think you're kind of on to yourself that this is maybe a little bit of a bigger issue than just this. The reason this is a problem is because you're in the moment deciding to put things on a credit card. You're choosing to do that. You want to do that, right? And then you're getting the bill and you're kind of shitting on your past decisions. And when you do that, you're, you're proving to yourself that you can't trust your own choices, right? And so you're kind of like giving past Christy a bunch of crap that she doesn't deserve. So, so past Christy decided to put things on a credit card instead of, instead of going, you know what? Like, I love that choice. I love why we did that. Like, I totally see why you did that. 
past Christy. Like, I totally see why you made that decision. That was a good choice. And having your own back, right? That's having your own back. You made the choice to do it, and you're opening the credit card bill and making past Christy wrong. And the problem with doing that is it weakens your ability to believe in your your ability to make choices, right? It weakens your belief in your ability to make decisions and it's going to create more indecision in your life and your business because it's like, well, I make choices, but then future me beats me up. So now it's like, well, I don't feel safe to make decisions because future me is going to be an asshole to me when I open this bill. (laughs) I knew I shouldn't have bought that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. I shouldn't have spent money, but you decided to do it. You made the decision to do it. Right. And so thinking about how you did things wrong in the past is is really unhelpful, you guys, especially when it's from an unloving place. You can look at at things and be like past self, like I love you and I see why you did that. And this is how we're going to go in the future. Do you see how that's different energetically than like we should not have did that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have did it different. I did it wrong and making your past self bad or wrong. Right. So you're making choices to put things on the credit card. Why are you deciding to do that? Do you have a good reason for doing it? Do you like your reasons? And if you don't like your reasons, then you need to make a plan to change your behavior in the future. But you don't need to think about past self and beat past self up. That doesn't do anything. Money's already on the credit card. It's already done. (laughs) The past doesn't exist yet. It doesn't exist anymore, right? Past is done. So it's like, why did I do that? Do I like my reasons? Do you have good reasons for putting things on the credit card that you put on the credit card? Do you like those reasons? And it doesn't matter. Like there's no good or bad reason to put things on a credit card. You can you can put anything you want on a credit card and, and love that reason. You can be like, yeah, I bought myself something extravagant to make myself feel better and I like that reason. <laughs> it's fun. You can just decide to like your reasons. Like there's no inherently like good or bad like spending money. I know that Dave Ramsey would probably like beat me up if he said that, but I don't care. It's just like you just decide, you decide to like how you spend your money or not. And if you're spending money in ways you don't like, then look at that, right? It gives me 30 more days to pay. It's a great strategy. You have the money. There's nothing to regret. Yeah. So this is the other thing is like, I would give you the same advice even if you were in debt. I've put things on credit cards and paid them off over time, right? There was a time in my business, I I made an investment and put $17,000 on different credit cards. I didn't even have a credit card I could put $17,000 on, right? And so, but I didn't make myself bad or wrong for that. I was like, I don't have the money. I want to do this thing. I have access to this money. Thank you, God. (laughs) And I was like, and I paid it off over time. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) And, but this is the thing is like making yourself bad or wrong. Like, you know, you want to... I would make a list of why you like that decision for yourself for before you open the bill next time, make a list of all of the reasons why you chose to put things on a credit card and why you like your reasons. And this is even if you have debt, right? Like I didn't make it mean that I was a failure, I was bad or anything bad was happening or things were going wrong. I just didn't have any of those thoughts. I always made it mean I am I think what, and don't put things on credit cards. I'm not giving you guys this advice, but this is how I built my business. And I think people should be transparent about that. People think like, I don't know, you get to have business for free. I'm like, you need capital. You've either got to make the money like in a side hustle or borrow money 
or get investors, but you need like, you need, the businesses need funding, right? They need, we need to be funded. My business needed to be funded. I put that money on a credit card, <laughs> right? And I, my thoughts about it were, that's awesome. Like I have access to this money. I'm going to make so much more and I'm so thankful. And I knew no matter what I would pay it back because that's just who I am. Like I do the things I decide to do. So I knew it was safe for me. I believed in my ability to do the things that I say I'm going to do because I've built that belief in myself over a lot of time, right? I believed in my ability to pay it off. And I didn't make it mean like, oh my God, I'm in debt and I'm so scared. And I didn't freak out about it. And I didn't put myself, we call it the pressure cooker in the mastermind, right? I talk about how you put yourself in a pressure cooker. I could have put, I could have put myself in a pressure cooker and been like, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I have all this money. I have all this debt. I need to make some money. This isn't happening fast enough, but that wouldn't have got me the outcome I want. Right. And I was just like, I stand behind that decision. I chose to put that money on a credit card and be $17,000 in debt and pay that money back over time. And I love my decision and I knew why I made it. And I had my own back. And I actually had debt, <laughs> right? And I just didn't make myself like, I didn't make it mean anything bad or wrong about me. And I didn't make it mean that I had made a wrong decision or anything was wrong or anything was wrong in the business. And like, to be honest with you guys, you know, I grew up so poor and was so poor and had such bad credit for so long. The fact that I had access to that money at all felt like a miracle to me. Like it always has felt like a miracle to me, like to have access to money to do things like that, right? Because there was times where I couldn't get money to do anything. I couldn't even get a phone. Like I had no access to any money at all. I couldn't get a credit card. You know how broke you have to be to not get a credit card, right? So then having to me now, like having access to credit feels like a miracle, right? So Chrissy, I would like open that bill and I would be like, holy fuck, like not only do I have access to credit, I have money to pay it off. And like, this is a miracle. Like to me, it, it always feels miraculous, like to put things on the credit card, to be honest with you. And I pay my balance off now every month too. Um, but I always think about that when, like when I look at, and my credit card bill is pretty high these days because I put all the business expenses on a business card and pay the business card. Right. And so my thoughts, when I see that bill are like, what a miracle. Like, I can't believe this. I can't believe I have access to that much credit. I can't believe I have money to pay it off. And like, I, I can't, I like, am like in awe of it. Like I am like, I think like it's so miraculous. Anytime I get to buy anything, it feels like such a miracle to me. And I'm just offering, it's the same thing I was showing Megan. It's like just all in your thoughts, right? You can choose to think it's a miracle. I have access to money. I can't believe this. What an opportunity. Oh, this was the other thought I had about it, about the credit card. I, one of my beliefs was like, that I, and, and this is like, you know, this is just my thought, right? But my thought always growing up was like, I'm not gonna get a lot of opportunity. Like when you're poor and you're broke, you only get so many chances. But I was like, there will be some chances and I'm gonna fucking take them. I don't care what I have to do, but I'm getting myself out of this situation and I always take my shot. That was like just this, I don't know where this even came from, right? But it was just like an affirmation I had forever like even in high school and stuff i was just like if i if somebody throws me a rope like i fucking grab it and i i always make things happen and it's like i don't get a lot of shots but i'm gonna get some shots and i'm gonna make the most out of any opportunity i get right that's how i saw that's how i saw college that's how i went to grad school that's how i did i did service work in americorps i was like if i see an opportunity that i can get i grab that sucker right and i saw the credit card that way like i i saw it as an opportunity right so it was like 
I can get $17,000 to invest for the possibility of being able to be an entrepreneur and learn the skills that I need to have the life that I want. And I saw it as an opportunity. I was like, I always take my shot. I always shoot my shot. I don't get it. I don't get very many, but I get some and I always fucking take them. And that's how I saw like putting the $17,000 on a credit card. And do you see like the difference between seeing it as an opportunity and seeing it as like some terrible thing that happened and a bad decision and I need to pay this off and I'm in this terrible situation. Like all of that was available to me, but I just like, don't, I just, you know, I think there's part, part two, like from being in poverty and growing up and being poor for so long, I think there's part of survival mode where you can't go to the bad place sometimes. Like sometimes, you know, there's been situations I've been in in my life and I'm sure you guys have too, where it's like, you can't go to the negative side because it's so scary. And it's just like, the only thing you can allow yourself to think about is like, I'm gonna have a chance to get out of here, right? And so I think that's why I'm so good at this now and why I was able to, I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs put things on credit cards or quit their jobs and it, and it like crushes them under that pressure because they spend a lot of time thinking about the negative things about that and the bad things about that. And I think part of the reason that I'm just was so able to see it as an opportunity and not feel crushed or stressed about it at all and to only see possibility was from being in those situations so many times from being poor, where it's just like, I can't even think about this not working out because it's so fucking scary, right? And it's like, the only thing that I can focus on is good. And I just, I just still do that, right? It's like, I I think that's a skill that I got from being in really fucked up situations and from being so broke for so long. I think one of the skills I developed was like, I'm just not able to, to think about things going wrong. It's just like, I'm only, <laughs> it's like, I'm only available for things getting better. <laughs> so my thoughts when I put the 17,000 on the credit card was like, this is my chance. This is my shot. And I always take my shot. If you throw me a rope, I always fucking grab it. Right. And that's how I saw it. But I could have had a vastly different experience with credit cards. Yeah, I always take my shot. I think this has been subconscious belief for me, too. I mean, I got a master's in poetry all things because I was given a chance to get it paid for. Yeah. And that, I'm not saying that that's like you guys don't have to borrow that thought. Right. But I'm just I don't know why I'm telling you guys this story. Yeah. Credit cards are not evil. They're immoral. Yeah. Credit cards are neutral. Debt is neutral. It doesn't mean anything like like amounts of money don't mean anything. Right. So it's like is $100 of debt a lot? Is $100,000 of debt a lot? I mean, it depends who you are and what you think about it. And you get to decide what you think about it. You get to decide what you think about it. To me, that was not like a disempowering situation to be in, to have debt. I'm not telling you guys to put things on credit cards because what I see most people do is they'll spend a bunch of money and then they regret that decision and think about how expensive it was and they're not able to get the result out of the program, right? So don't do that. And don't put things on credit cards. Like, don't confuse what I'm saying. But this can be applied to anything. You guys see that? It's always a good idea to not put more on it. Yeah. Yeah. I see you, Nona Ray. No, I get it. I'm not telling people to put things on credit cards. But I do think it's important that you guys understand, especially because there are people with debt in the community, you do not have to feel bad about that. Like, your past self made decisions, and maybe you don't want to make those decisions in the future, but you don't have to feel bad about decisions you've made. And it's not going to help you. That's the thing. It's like, it doesn't help you to beat yourself up and feel bad about decisions you've already made because they're already done. All you can do is love yourself and have compassion. There was a reason that you did that in the moment. You can choose to love yourself in any way 
and you can choose to behave differently in the future from an empowered place. But if you're not empowered, you're not going to be able to change your behavior. You'll keep paying money on the credit cards, right? And that's where people get really hopeless, where it's like, well, I'm in debt and now I'm just going to keep spending more because it doesn't even matter, right? But if you can love yourself and your past decisions, then you can be empowered to make different decisions and you can actually get yourself into a different situation. Yeah, I do the things I decide to do. Yeah, I trust myself to do the things I decide. So if I decide I'm going to put this on a credit card and I'm going to pay it off over these, I had a plan to like pay it off, right? So it was like, if I'm going to pay it off over these many months, I know that I'm going to do that. I trust myself to do that because I do the things I say I'm going to do. If you don't do the things you say you're going to do, like don't make those kind of choices, right? But I knew I could trust myself. Yeah, you're giving yourself 30 days to pay. Don't put things on credit cards. Don't go in debt. And and I think it's very difficult for, and I always tell people this, I'm like, go get a side hustle, like to pay for your things. Like go like, go get a job one day a week, babysit, the, like serve coffee. Like, I don't know, go get a side hustle to get the money you need to have the life you want. There's a way, there's a way, there's always a solution. Chrissy, is there anything else about this? But I would just, before you open the bill, just go ahead and make a list of all of the reasons why you put things on the credit card and why you love those reasons and why they're good fucking reasons. And you you made the choice and you believe in yourself to make good choices and you have your own back and you love your reasons for putting it on a credit card and then open the bill and let me know how that goes. But you can create a different experience for this around yourself, certainly. And she's not even in debt. <laughs> That's how like how much guilt there is about putting things on credit cards. Okay, sitting in indecision about hiring a VA to help with specific tasks, I'm not concerned about the money, but the time it will require for me to explain, train, and provide feedback to improve. I know it would be a huge help with SEO and getting me in front of more people, but I literally feel heaviness in my chest and anxious about the process. Yeah, so you're feeling heaviness in your chest and anxious because you're thinking what? That's the first step, Pamela. So what are you thinking? I think Pamela's on here. Um, yeah, I need to love past me and not be afraid of my choices. Yeah, you have good reasons for doing the things you're doing. <laughs> like, choose to think they're good reasons. Pamela, are you on here? So you're thinking something about training someone or bringing someone on that's making you feel anxious. What is that thought? You want to figure out what those thoughts are, first of all, so you know why you're thinking this. My advice, as far as like actual business advice, is just like, bring a VA on to do like one thing and then add to it as you go overwhelmed yeah so you're what is the thought that's creating the feeling of overwhelm you feel overwhelmed because you're thinking what it's not from hiring the va or not hiring the va it's what you're thinking about it so what are you thinking about it i don't have enough time they're not going to do a good job this is going to be too hard i don't know what i'm doing all of those are thoughts that create feelings of overwhelm so you want to just identify for you what is the thought that's creating overwhelm and then you can look at that and be like is that true <laughs> and what is that thought going to create for me and would i like to think something else <laughs> and then you can also just do things that are uncomfortable sometimes you know sometimes like up leveling has a, a layer of discomfort to it, right? Where it's like, you might feel weird about more money going out or paying people, or it might bring up like different feelings, but you can just, you can just decide to like be overwhelmed and it not be a problem. You can just be like, yeah, I feel overwhelmed. I'm just going to hire. It's fine. <laughs> like you can like, they always give the mastermind this advice about launching. I'm like, just launch and be really miserable. It's fine. Like you don't need to feel better. <laughs> 
I'm going to do a podcast about this where it's like a lot of times I think the feelings to build a business like don't necessarily feel good. Right. So like being in alignment with the life you want and your dreams and the things you're trying to create often requires the feeling of commitment and commitment doesn't always fucking feel good. Right. And like, you know, sometimes it requires you to do things that make you feel overwhelmed or make you feel a type of way. Right. And you can do the mindset work and and change all that around. But sometimes it's like, you just have to allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Like I think half of the time, I think entrepreneurship is like anything half of the time it feels good. And half of the time it feels bad and none of it's a problem. So it's like, yeah, you feel overwhelmed and like, so what? (laughs) Like that's one way. I feel over, no, 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 no. I feel overwhelmed because I need to hire. No, you feel overwhelmed because of what you're thinking about hiring. Hiring doesn't create overwhelm. Just like credit card bills don't make feelings. Hiring doesn't make feelings. So you're, the circumstances, like you have a job you wanna fill in your business, you're thinking what, and then you're feeling overwhelmed. You feel overwhelmed because of your thoughts. Your thoughts in your brain are making you feel overwhelmed. This situation does not make you feel overwhelmed. (laughs) Situation is neutral. Circumstances are neutral. They don't make feelings. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I need to hire and then explain. I can't hold any hands. Yeah. So if you're thinking I'm overwhelmed, like, and then this is going to take a lot of hand holding and this is going to be really hard, right? That's why you feel overwhelmed or like... If you're feeling over, you might be thinking, I don't have time to train someone. I don't know how to bring someone on. I don't know how to do this. Those, the thoughts will create overwhelm. You're there. So there's the circumstance of like wanting to hire someone, like needing to hire someone there. There's a job for someone. There's your thoughts about it. And then there's the feeling right now you feel overwhelmed because of your thoughts, not because you need to hire someone. Lots of people hire someone for the first time and they're just like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, you could just think, I'm going to figure out how to do this. My advice is, like, just just do one thing and hire someone to do one task and then add more to it as you go. That's how I brought everybody on on my team. Like, you know, they didn't start at 20 hours a week. They started at, like, two hours a week. And then we went to four hours a week. A good VA can do a lot for you guys in, like, two hours a week. I put a sign on my desk. I love tech. Yeah, tech doesn't make feelings. People think, like, oh, tech is so frustrating. It's like, no, tech is frustrating because of what you're thinking. You're thinking, I should already know how to do this. It's taking too long. It's hard. You don't have to think that. You can just think, I'm learning. I'm learning tech, right? Tech doesn't create feelings. Hiring doesn't create feelings. It's your thoughts. What are those thoughts? Yeah, hiring without holding hands is letting your kids do the dishes. They may end up in a different place. Yeah, my intention, and my intention, Pamela, when I hire is I'm always like, my belief is that I will find the right people. I'll find the right people. I'll find the perfect people. And my thoughts are like, they do things better than me. And I don't need to supervise them. So my team, there are weeks where I don't talk to them at all. And they do everything behind the scenes in the business, right? Right now, it's just Rebecca, because I think a lot of you guys know Brie got a job and left, which is awesome, like, you know. But right now, it's me and Rebecca. Rebecca just runs the back end of the business. I don't ever ask her if she's doing things or what she's doing. I don't care. I'm like, do the things that need to be done and bill me, and she knows what needs to be done, right? So my expectations are, like, that things are done how I want them or better, and that you do them without me following up. And I've had that without any problem, right? And so, and I never worry about that when we hire. I'm like, of course, of course people are going to care about my business and care about me and take excellent care of me. And of course I'm going to find someone like really good at this job and they're going to be even better at it than me, right? So those are my thoughts about hiring. 
Um, if you're thinking thoughts like, they're not going to do it and I have to manage them and I have to handhold them. Like those are very disempowering thoughts to think about your employees. I would just never think that about some, about someone that is working for me. Like, have you guys ever had a job where your boss like kind of thinks you're an idiot? <laughs> That's kind of what you're doing. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to have to handhold them and tell them exactly what to do. And they're not going to know. It's like, don't be that boss. Like be when you believe, like, I think people kind of re like rise to your belief. I think I could have like talked to them and thought like they're not going to know how to do it and they're going to need a lot of supervision and they need me to tell them exactly what to do. And I think I could have created that experience for myself. But I never thought that. I was like, of course, they're going to they're going to do everything on their own. I'm not going to follow up with them. I'm going to tell them what to do. like. I, you know, I tell them kind of what to do. But a lot of times I don't tell them how to do things. I'm just like, I need these things done. And they go teach themselves how to do it. <laughs> Which, like, you should be specific, like, you know, if you're hiring someone new, you should be really specific about what you want done and how you want it done. And then, like, the expectation is, like, of course you're going to be able to do that. Of course. Of course you're going to be able to do a great job. Like, and I know you're going to do a great job. You're going to do way better than I even would. That's my energy around it, right? It's like, I'm going to tell you what, how to do it, and then I'm just going to believe in you, right? And I think when you believe in people... I think you, it creates a different dynamic. You got, like, you guys have probably had this experience at work, right? Where it's like someone just thinks you're an idiot and thinks you, you don't do the job and they micromanage you and they have to hold hands with you and like blah, blah, blah. And then you've had jobs with bosses that believe in you that are like, of course you're going to do a good job. I know you know how to do it. I know you'll figure it out. And then you can get feedback as necessary from the place of, I believe that you're exceptional. Like, I always believe my employees are exceptional. I would never hire someone and think um, that I have to hold their hand. I'm like, I work with exceptional people. Of course, they're going to figure it out, right? And I think I create that experience. That's the only experience I've had hiring. And we've worked with a good amount of people. And I can't think of any negative experiences I've had, like, at all. Like, we, I've had nothing but lovely, nice experiences. So I would just think about what do you need to think to create that kind of, how do you want this to feel? How do you want this to go for you? And like, how can you create that experience? Thinking they are better than me and can do this way better. Yeah, see, yeah, exactly. So when you're thinking like, there's genius people, I'm always like, there's genius people that want to work for me. And to be honest, like my team is better at doing things. Like when Brie was here, she was better at doing marketing than me and better at doing graphics and better at making um, our branding. She redid our whole rebrand, right? And then Rebecca's better at like managing the back end and she's better at staying on top of emails and better at tracking finances and better at keeping track of things. Like they're better at, they do things better than me. And then I just get to coach you guys and do the things I'm good at, which is coming up with genius ideas, teaching people, coaching people, helping people. That's it. And that's all I do. I don't do the other things. And then I'm able to show up like for you guys in a different energy too, because if I had to be in that fucking inbox all day, like how do you, like it's, my coaching would not be as good, right? And my podcast wouldn't be as good and I wouldn't be the way I'm able to be for my clients. Like I wouldn't be able to do all of that if I'm having to like um, track payment plans and see whose payment failed and deal with like refunds and deal with drama. I have no idea what's going on in the inbox. Rebecca just takes care of all of it. Like imagine how much that takes out, off of my plate and out of my brain, right? And and you, you make money by providing value. I have to become someone. I'm like, if I want to make a million dollars, I have to be able to be someone that can impact millions and millions of people and provide value at that level. 
And if I'm in the inbox doing a bunch of dumb shit, I can't become the person I need to be, to provide the value to get where I want to go. Does that make sense? And so I outsource everything. I literally everything I can, I pay other people to do. And then I just focus on providing value on getting people results on loving my clients and my life and all of it. I just focus all my energy on that stuff because I don't have to be in the inbox, like emailing people back and forth. And I I'm, like, don't even look at our email, to be honest with you. And it's so funny because I see so many entrepreneurs being like, oh my God, my email. I'm like, I don't read any email. <laughs> like Rebecca brings something to me like once or twice a week. She's like, I need you to do these things. <laughs> I tag them in the inbox and I go in there, but she takes care of it, right? And I let her support me. Part of this too, Pamela, is like, is like the energy of like letting yourself be supported. Like I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, when we're building our business, the energy, for me, the energy of making money the first couple years was like, I will be successful, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, I will be successful. And it was like this really tight, like hard energy of like, I will make this shit happen. <laughs> And it's like, you know, there comes a time where the money was coming in and I had to let go. It's the energy of leaning back and letting people do things. I could micromanage Rebecca in the inbox. I could micromanage what she's doing and like ask, I have no idea what she's doing today. I don't know, she's probably working right now. I have no idea what she's doing. I don't care, right? Um, and I let her support me by taking care of the business. I let myself be supported. You have to, it's the energy of letting yourself receive, right? You know, the energy of like receiving money. There's an energy, of letting the team support you and letting someone support you and hiring someone and letting that feel supportive, right? I'm always like, let your husband do the dishes. <laughs> like let people do things for you and then feel good about it. Feel, think about, so I let people do things for me and then I think about how supported I am and how much the universe is supporting me on this mission and how people come to me to help me and how there's always going to be people to help me and how how much support there is around me and i let myself feel very safe and supported in my mission and in my work and a lot of that has come it's kind of this feeling of like letting go and leaning back right can you let them support you can you let yourself be supported right and it was very hard for me i'll be honest with you guys it was really hard for me probably like the first year of like letting anyone do anything and I kind of have this thought that like, what well, has to be me, it's like my business. And it's so ridiculous looking at now because I'm like, my team is way better at doing the things that they do than me. And it's like laughable to me now that I would think like, that I would be the one like doing the marketing or I had to be the one writing the emails or I had to be the, it's like, my team is better at that than me. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not even that good at that stuff. Actually, once I got someone that was really good at those things, I was like, oh. <laughs> And so it's like, they do it as good as me or better. That's always the intention I hold. And of course they're gonna support me. And of course I'll continue to be supported. And I'm so thankful for that. And I have to step into the energy of letting myself be supported. I can't scale, you can't go. And you're probably feeling this, like you can't go where you need to go without help. Like there comes a time in entrepreneurship that requires you to let go and lean back. And it feels a little scary but it's like, you can't go where you need to go without the support. There is literally zero, zero shot, 0% 0 fucking chance I could run. The back end of the mastermind takes a, so much time to run, right? It's like, 
you know, there's people with failed payments that you got to follow up on. There's people wanting to change plans. There's people on all different payment plans. There's booking all of the guest workshops and the schedule. We have multiple calls every week that have to be uploaded and moved certain places and like all of this stuff. There's a 0% shot I could do that by myself. Having the offer I want and going where I want requires me to have a team to support me and I have to let them do that. I have to let myself feel supported. I can't go where I need to go without support. Yeah, and there's support available and you can feel the feeling of like, there's support available. Like, what a miracle, right? It feels like a miracle to me. Uh, you get to hire someone. What a miracle. And they get to support you and it's going to be like a beautiful relationship. And and this is the thing. It's like, it's like dating, right? It's like, I think... I think I get to decide my experience with dating. So I'm like, if you do not like come like correct, like you don't get to date me. <laughs> it's like, it's not like the, like, I don't know, the the idea that someone would like not be texting me back or not planning dates or like not treating me well is like laughable to me because I would just not date that person. Right. Cause I'm like, I decide what I get to have in dating. You decide what you get to have with em employees too. And it's like, Oh, well, if they're not like supporting you and doing the things that they need to do and being wonderful and exceptional, then like you get to work with only exceptional people. You can go find someone else. Right. It's like, if, you, if I'm dating you and you're not like, in, we're not like on the same energy level and you're being like lazy or like, I don't know, trying to ghost or being weird. It's like, I'm not going to date you. I'm going to go find someone else to date. <laughs> so like you get to decide how people treat you and you get to decide how things go for you, right? Having bad experiences on dates doesn't just happen to you. Having bad experiences with employees doesn't just happen to you. You can decide like, oh yeah, like if someone isn't matching my energy in this relationship that I have as with an employee and they're not matching, you know, how I how I want people to show up in the business, it's like, I love you and I release you. I have like no ill feelings to you, but I decide how life goes for me. I decide who's in my space. I decide who's in my energy. I decide how things go for me. And I'm going to decide that there's a better employee out there. There's a better, there's, I'm like, there's always a better person to date, of course. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a lot of like funny beliefs about dating too, where I'm like, of course there's plenty of men. Like I hear lots of 35 year old, I'm 35, right? So a lot of my girlfriends are like, everybody's married. It's all terrible. They're all the good ones are taken. And I'm just like, that's just not my experience. My experience is there's lots of great men and they love to date me. That's what I choose to think. Because <laughs> I choose to think that that's my experience, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I will be successful. God damn it. It needs to be a mug. <laughs> yeah, that I get like that. Like sometimes I still get like that. Like I'll get a goal in my mind. I'm very like intense. I'm sure you guys can tell. Right. And I'll get a goal in my mind and it will be like we're making I'm making this amount of money. Like, God damn it. Like, you know, I'm making this amount of money. Everyone can fuck off. Like it's that kind of energy. It's very like pushing. And I have to like, and that's when, that's when I really start to like make weird decisions and the energy on the team is wrong. And like everything, I start driving my team nuts because I'm being nuts. And it's like, you know, I just have to like let go and be like, it's going to happen at the time it's happening. And I get to go up and up and up and things get to get better and better and better. And I get to lean back and I don't have to push so hard on everybody all the time. Yeah. Decision, let go, hire, start with one task. Yeah, you got it. Just do one, think about like the most annoying thing. So like I started originally just was, I was like, I wish someone would run my Facebook group. I had a super annoying Facebook group, not this one. It was like my mental health one. It was such a shit show and I hated going in there. And I was like, I just wish I could hire someone to go in there. So I just hired someone to deal with it. <laughs> so just think of like something that 
is kind of a lower level task that really anybody could do that really drains your energy. So I did the Facebook group, I did Pinterest, like those types of things, your email inbox, you can definitely hire someone to do. I don't know, just think of something like that that's kind of like a lower level annoying task where you're like, if I didn't have to do this every week, like it would really give me a lot more space in my brain, right? The things that you really hate doing. <laughs> Anything else with hiring? Any other questions, concerns? Have I been on here an hour? Oh, my laptop's gonna die, so I guess I'll get off of here. I really love doing these chats with you guys. I have two seats left in Empire. If you want one, you need to apply. Go apply right now. If you want coaching from me, this is a great way to do it. It's a really, really special offer. It's 90 days of coaching with me. It's you and five other people. So it's a very small group. I coach you every week. You'll get a hot seat with me every Wednesday. We're going to do a bonus. I'm going to do a bonus planning workshop for Empire. Um, so we'll, we will make a really good plan for you. And then we'll sell yourself on your plan. And then every week, we'll just make sure that your thoughts, feelings, and actions are lined up with your plan and what you're trying to create. And it's kind of like the ultimate accountability group. And you'll get really close with the other women in the group. We're able to coach at a deeper level than in the mastermind just because it's the same people every week. It's a smaller group. People, You guys are great about being vulnerable in the mastermind. It is different when you're only with five people that you know, that you've been coaching with for months. Like the energy is different than being on a call with a hundred people, right? Even though you guys are great about being vulnerable on those calls and I appreciate it. But we're able to coach at a deeper level in Empire because of that, because it's the same people every week. I can coach you. You also get access to me in Slack Monday through Friday. I will look at you of like unlimited um, like feedback. So if you want feedback on a sales page, you want me to look at your emails, you want me to look at whatever, you want to ask a question, you want a pep talk, you can post in the Slack and I'll respond to you within one business day, Monday through Friday. So you get access to me between calls, you get access to me on text, right? And then we get a call every week. You also get a mindset module and a podcast every week. It's a, it's an incredible offer for the amount of access you get to me. I'm kind of playing with like maybe taking some one-on-one, -on -one. you know, the one-on-one -on -one that I'm looking at putting together is like five times the price of this. Like this is a really good offer for getting coaching and I can get a lot done with you in 90 days. Like if you've ever been on a mastermind call, it's like I can get a lot done with people on one call in like 15 minutes. Like I think I'm pretty good at it, right? So think about how much I could get done with you if we were coaching every week think about the kind of results you would be able to create with that level of support. Like, I think it's a really special offer. And I'm running two groups this time, and one of them is already full, and the second one is about to be full. So if you are, if you feel like we're supposed to work together, if you feel like you need more support, you need access to someone to help you, if you feel like you have a lot of mindset drama, if you feel anything, like, right, if you feel like um, you need a higher level of coaching, but you're not able to spend, you know, $10,000 on a one-on-one -on -one coach right now, this is a good middle option, right? It's a good middle option for someone that is ready to hire a coach, but isn't quite at the level to hire a one-on-one -on -one coach yet, right? Right. That's a usually a pretty premium price tag. This is a good kind of in-between option between the mastermind and working with me one-on-one. -on -one. This is like a way for you to do that. This is a way for people to access me. 
And I don't know how much longer I'm gonna run the offer. That's not a sales pitch. That's not the reason you should buy. But I'm just letting you guys know, like, you know, have other things I want to do this year. So I love this offer. That's why I'm doing two groups of it. I was like, I'll just do two groups. <laughs> it's my favorite time, right? I coach in the mastermind on Tuesday night. I coach in empire Wednesday night, and then I'll coach on Thursday night in empire now too, since there's two groups. Um, yeah, I think there's two seats left. I would have to look. I don't know, to be honest with you. I know there's there's at least two seats left. There might be three. I think someone is, I think we're waiting on a deposit for one, one person, but put an application in. If you want to get on a call, I can get on a call with you this week. Send me a DM on Instagram. You don't need to get on a call with me though. It's like, do you want to coach with me or not? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel like if you're supposed to be in that program, you know, you're supposed to be in that program. So do your work right to do that and we can work together. I think it'll be great. All right, you guys, I hope you guys have a great day. I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the mastermind. The mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.